0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me Emma Neal. So this episode I'm going to be speaking all about fast fashion and sustainable shopping and my journey where those things are concerned. I'm just gonna start off though by saying that this podcast is is not gonna be me attacking or slandering anyone for purchasing fast fashion, for promoting fast fashion, or anything like that. If anything, we should be pointing the finger at the fast fashion brands themselves. So yeah, I'm I'm not here to chat shit about that whatsoever. Um that would be very hypocritical of me considering I have been purchasing fast fashion for my whole life. Well, obviously not my whole life, but up until fairly recently. So yeah, that's not the aim of this. The aim is more to talk about my own journey with with fast fashion and the learning curve I've gone through and experienced. And and I basically just wanna open up the conversation and raise awareness around the topic. A lot of people messaged me after my podcast about feminism and said that they really loved the section. There was a really, really small section in it where I spoke briefly about fast fashion brands and them promoting, well, then them saying happy International Women's Day on, on International Women's Day. When we know how hypocritical that is, considering they're not looking after the women that work for them. So yeah, I just decided I would go into a little bit more depth and share some tips that have helped me along the way. So I used to be a huge lover of fast fashion. I would say, I don't know, whatever age you kind of are, where you're able to go into town and shop with your friends. And I just remember being obsessed with going and getting like a new pair of jeans or a new top from Topshop every week or whatever it was. Or I don't know if it was every week at that point because I probably couldn't afford it then, but... Yeah, it definitely peaked when I got to the age of like 18, 19 and I was working full time, had my own money to spend and yeah, I wasn't paying rent because I was living at home. So I would say pretty much every single week, if not maybe every other week, there was something, there was like a big parcel for me arriving at the door from Pretty Little Thing, ASOS, Nasty Gal, any of those places and it just became such a habit like it was like I thought it was bringing me so much joy obviously you get that like rush of dopamine when the parcel comes and then when you wear the clothes for the first time and all of that and I think when you create that habit in the first place then it just seems so normal to you to just always get a new outfit not necessarily a whole outfit but like new clothes for every night out every event and obviously at that time I was like going out every weekend and was surrounded by people doing the same thing also this is probably kind of like the rise of the blogger kind of time and Instagram where fast fashion has was starting to really being pushed and shoved on our throats so yeah I was such a sucker for it I would spend literally hours on end like an obscene amount of time just scrolling through websites obviously all those websites they have so so much clothing on them so if to get through it all and to find things you like you do have to spend a lot of time scrolling So I would say it came to a little bit of a halt then when I decided I was going traveling. There was no point then in buying loads of clothes because I couldn't bring them away with me. And yeah, I obviously then had something to save for. So there was no point wasting my money on the clothes. And then when I was actually away, when I moved to Australia for the year, I didn't do much shopping just because you're pretty conscious of the fact that you only have the one suitcase or backpack. And if you go out and buy stuff, then the chances are you're going to have to choose something else to get rid of if if you want it to fit in your suitcase and you want to be able to bring it home. So yeah, I would say travelling definitely kind of put the brakes on the whole over consumption situation unintentionally obviously I hadn't gone out of my way and decided that this is what I was going to do it just happened by default and then obviously then when I came home I was really skint I'd spent all my money uh, traveling so I was kind of starting from square one and I just didn't want to be spending my money on that although I did I did kind of fall into bad habits again but not quite to the same extent I would say so gradually I was seeing more and more stuff online, on Instagram, uh, people who I followed posting about the devastating effects of fast fashion. I saw th- there's been a bit of a rise in like sustainable fashion brands and in like independent brands. People like Grace Beverly really leading the way with her uh, her brand Tala, and everything being made from like mostly recycled materials and like even recycled plastic bottles to to make tracksuits. So seeing all these definitely kind of planted a bit of a seed in my head. I did want to take the steps to become to shop more sustainably and to support more sustainable and ethical fashion brands. But I think I just didn't really know how or like know where to start and know which brands were, which brands were bad and which were good. And yeah, at the time I I kind of just saw Tala and I was like, oh my God, like this is the only, this is the only brand doing this and I'm hardly just going to wear gym wear for the rest of my life. So yeah like I knew fast fashion was bad but I wasn't doing the research like I was just kind of seeing it pop up here and there you know one story every so often from someone saying that it was bad or you know stating a statistic to do with regards to fast fashion but it was never like enough to really put me off it. So I would say a kind of turning point I remember this quite clearly last summer where I went to Portugal on holiday and I ordered like a few bikinis from I actually can't remember the name of the website but it's like it wasn't AliExpress or Shein but it was like one of those kind of really dodgy ones and I remember when they arrived and like when I took photos and stuff in them on holiday and just thinking I can't like I can't tag the brand or anything of this because I just don't support it and then it kind of clicked I was like okay if I'm not ashamed and feel that guilty that I don't want to like promote the brand because I know that it's bad then why am I purchasing why am I purchasing from it in the first place so yeah that guilt definitely struck a chord in me and made me realize that actually I was gonna to have to educate myself about this but I was quite reluctant to because at the same time I love fashion so much and I love styling and like shooting bits and pieces for my Instagram not that I have like much of a following at all but I, do, I don't know I just find so much joy in it so part Part of me was telling, like, part of my brain was telling me to educate myself about it, and then part of me was so reluctant to educate myself about it because I didn't want to have to stop all that. But obviously, there's there's ways around it. You can promote more, um, sus- you can style more sustainable clothes, and you can shop second hand and everything. So I started taking the first steps. I unfollowed all of the main kind of big fast fashion companies, which is actually a really good place to start, I think, because when you follow all of them, like these brands post at least three to five times a day and when you're scrolling through instagram say you follow 10 of them and they're all posting five times a day that's 50 posts a day from fast fashion companies marketing their clothes to you so if you take that out of the picture you're already saving yourself a lot of bother where um, temptation is concerned i started following more people that were promoting more sustainable fashion and also like sustainable fashion brands themselves on instagram Grace Beverly was actually a huge inspiration, I think, and has really shown what, what how it should be done. And her videos, like show, showing their warehouses and their factories, and how everything is made, is like that is how every brand should be. I think they sh- everyone should be that transparent, and you should be able to because no one should be suffering at the bottom of your supply chain. So the more I kind of was researching and finding out about the environmental impact that fast fashion was having the more I felt like a hypocrite because so I'm vegan and although I say a big a big reason for me for being vegan is the environmental effects that it has however if, if eating meat had no effect on the environment I would still be vegan just for the animals. so it's not the sole reason but it is a big factor I think So yeah, I just felt quite hypocritical, like on one hand, promoting veganism and saying about the environmental effects that eating meat has, and then on the other hand, just like supporting fast fashion constantly. Yeah, it didn't make much sense. Yeah, something just didn't really sit well with me about it, and that feeling was only really going to fester if I didn't do something about it. So then I started my degree in September, October time. And my degree is fashion marketing so I knew it would involve learning about sustainability and about fast fashion and in my first term I wrote an essay and I was basically comparing how so the the question was to discuss and compare how a luxury fashion brand might develop and market themselves in comparison to a high street fashion brand so I chose to compare Topshop and Balenciaga and compare how they use their brand values to market themselves. So I focused on three main brand values, one being sustainability and environmental impact. Second was um, inclusivity and diversity. And the third one was ethics and how they care for their workers in the supply chain. So yeah, doing the research for this essay was really what opened my eyes to all the impacts that uh, fast fashion is having and just pushed me further. It was kind of like I needed that boost and this essay was exactly the, the boost I needed to really take the steps to shop more sustainably because as much as I'd wanted to up until this point, like I'd probably not really been sticking to it. I'm gonna read out a little section from my introduction. With the fast fashion industry continuously growing, its impact on the environment only increases. It is only recently that sustainability has become something that consumers look for within a brand's values. Thanks to social media, fast fashion brands are being called out publicly and a lot more attention has been brought to the manufacturing processes involved in making the clothes we wear. Clothing production is the third biggest manufacturing industry after the automotive and technology industries. Textile production contributes more to climate change than international aviation and shipping combined. So how crazy is that? Who would have thought? Because I definitely didn't know that before writing this essay. Also, while researching, I discovered this really great website slash app called Good On You. And basically, it just makes it really easy to distinguish what brands are like sustainable and which aren't. Because I know sometimes it can be quite hard to, to tell because lots of fast fashion companies will if you go on their website and you go to like about or like heritage or values or whatever, then and they'll say that they are taking steps to be more sustainable and to have less of an impact on the environment when it's all just like bullshit, greenwashing stuff. So, greenwashing is like basically when brands like give out false information to present themselves as being like environmentally responsible so like they'll put more effort into marketing themselves as being environmentally friendly rather than focusing on actually minimizing their environmental impact so yeah it's basically just like a deceitful marketing technique intended to mislead consumers and that do want to make more eco-friendly choices and like make them reassured that they are i guess But yeah, Good On You is really great. You can just like look up any name of a brand and it will give you like a rating out of five stars and it'll kind of explain a little bit more about what the brand is doing in terms of ensuring that they are being more sustainable and ethical. So yeah, just don't believe what a fast fashion brand has to say about themselves in terms of sustainability. Go and actually look for yourself on Good On You and see what evidence they have provided to back up their, their statements. So a really good example of this greenwashing that I'm talking about, which I covered in the essay is so, for example, Topshop's in Topshop and I know Top Shop has gone bust now, but they did introduce a new collection that was called their considered collection and it was designed to be more environmentally friendly as well as like a vegan shoe collection. But uh, I said in the essay it remains extremely far from ever being considered sustainable as one of the world's biggest fast fashion chains their business model is inherently unsustainable with an emphasis on fleeting trends and poorly made clothes they would have to completely restructure the business to ever attempt becoming sustainable. The release of this considered collection seems more like a surface level attempt to appear that they are taking steps in the right direction, when in fact if you look into the statistics behind the materials used in this collection, you will discover that each product is made up of only 20% recycled materials. It's as if Topshop are viewing sustainability as more of a trend that they don't want to miss out on, and so have quickly pulled together a small quote sustainable collection in hope that consumers won't dive deeper and will take it for what they say it is when in reality this is a minuscule range of products and a plethora of unsustainable garments and is merely a marketing strategy that allows them to say things like quote we recognize sustainability as a pressing concern and it is for this reason that we strive to do everything we can for the people we care about the products we create and the planet we live on quote on their website sorry unquote (laughs) on their website so obviously there's no like guideline or like legalities behind calling something sustainable hence why they were able to get away with calling this considered collection Environmentally friendly and sustainable. So, yeah, just because of that, because there's no legislation in place, then it's just that good on you is just such a good resource where that's concerned. It's because obviously it's not like fruit and veg where like there has to be a certain level of, I don't know what, but for, do you know what I mean? There's things in place for things to be called like organic, whereas like sustainable clothing, there isn't, there aren't such standards. So, then when researching the third brand value I was focusing on so like the ethical issues with fast fashion that's when I discovered about the fashion revolution so the fashion revolution began as a result of a disaster that happened in Bangladesh in 2013. It was called the Rana Plaza disaster and uh, 1,100 people died and a further 2,500 people were injured. So this made it the fourth largest industrial disaster in history. And yeah, it was so devastating and basically it was just a result of unfair and unsafe working conditions for the garment workers. That brought about the fashion revolution which is kind of like a big um, movement and has started this hashtag called hashtag who made my clothes and it's basically demanding brands to be more transparent and open, about, and open and honest about their supply chains so unsurprisingly most fast fashion brands haven't responded to this but their silence just speaks volumes to be honest I finished off the essay and concluded with mentioning a little bit about the impact the coronavirus has had on the fashion industry. So because of COVID, there's been so many closings of retailers and a a reduction in fashion consumption, I guess, throughout the pandemic. So this has resulted in a huge number of cancelled orders and stopping payments for those orders that have already been placed and made and the work's being done. So like the people making the clothes aren't getting paid for for them. So this has led to tons of garments and fabric to be disposed of as well as millions of job losses. Yeah, just having a huge impact on both the environment and the people working for the fashion retailers. So I just finished off the essay by saying uh, hopefully this will be a wake up call for brands focusing on profiting on unsustainable and unethical supply chains to reassess their brand values and realign with them, allowing them to market these values authentically and transparently. Truly successful brands do not solely care about making money. I wholeheartedly believe that final sentence that truly successful brands do not just care about making money it's so much more than that that you need to care about your consumers and about your workers and about your impact and Yeah, I just think so much work needs to be done on behalf of those brands to completely reestablish themselves and yeah, as I said, realign with their values and uh, take a step back where profiting is concerned and think more about the overall impact they're having so yeah writing this essay was definitely a huge wake-up call for me i i try now to only shop second hand on like depop and vintage or also from like sustainable and small independent brands but i've 100 percent broken it and had moments of weakness and just like caved and ordered something but I felt so guilty after it. I said this in the. I said this before. I just felt so guilty after it, and I'm now trying to use that guilt to just like prevent me from doing it in the future. I've been really good recently. I haven't done it. I haven't ma- been making any fast fashion purchases. So yeah, I'm not sitting here and antagonizing people for buying fast fashion whatsoever. I'm just opening up the conversation about it, I guess, and sharing what I've learned and my journey where where it's all concerned in the hope that I can like educate people and bring awareness to the issues around fast fashion but I would say it's definitely been a really slow process for me from when the initial seed was planted and I've had loads of blips along the way so I'm not saying by any means that like after this podcast you are a horrible person if you purchase anything from any fast fashion brands no I'm no one's perfect at all and everyone has to go through their own individual experience and learning curve and that takes time and perseverance me and my friend Aoife were actually talking about this recently so she's reading a book at the moment called Awaken the Giant Within I really want to read it it sounds so good but it's basically oh she was talking to me basically about someone in her life wanting to give up smoking but they basically what we were saying is that in the book what she was telling me sorry is that in the book it says you have to associate enough pain with something to actually want to give it up because if you don't associate the pain with it and and then you're only getting the pleasure from it then how are you ever going to resist the temptation when do you know does that make sense so for example with smoking if you if you only see the positive of it like if you only if you just enjoy it and you see it as a social thing as well as it being comforting and you just don't see any like you don't have any negative connotations to do with smoking then the next if you just decide one day okay I'm gonna quit smoking what's gonna prevent you from picking up a cigarette when you have a craving for it if all you see is the positives Do you know what I mean? It's the same with when I wanted to go vegan. I kept trying and... I would ju- I would literally just forget sometimes. Like, I remember I- I'd decide one day I'd be like, right, I'm going vegan tomorrow. And then I would literally just wake up the next morning and pour cottage milk into my cereal. And, be- and then like one second later, I'd be like, fuck, I literally completely forgot. So it's the same with that. Like I had to watch all the documentaries and learn all about the dairy industry and the egg industry and associate all the pain and really put myself off it before I could just go 100% vegan. So yeah, it's definitely the same thing like it's all good and well wanting just wanting to go wanting to shop more sustainably and wanting to stop buying from fast fashion companies but wanting to and then but actually putting yourself off them and associating the pain and the negative connotations with it is what's going to really prevent you from doing it so i'm going to finish the podcast with a few tips things that have helped me and things that might help you to start shopping more sustainably So if you're someone who's constantly ordering things and, you know, has a habit of just like purchasing every week, I would say try and set yourself maybe like a month of just going cold turkey and not buying anything to like initially put the brakes on in terms of overconsumption and just like get out of that constant cycle because it will make you realize that it's just a habit and that you really don't need to be buying things every week. Another big tip of mine is to just unfollow all fast fashion brands. Just make it easier for yourself without ha- having to see them all the time on your Instagram and on Facebook and everything. Download Depop and Vinted. Uh, they will literally be your best friends. The great thing about Depop and Vinted is that you can still shop from the, the fast fashion brands that you love because people are, are still going to be purchasing from them and then selling them on. So if you have any specific shops or brands that you really like you can literally just search that the shop's name in depop and then it's like you're just on the shop's website <laughs> i would say another great tip is to start following people that advocate for slow fashion and that speak up about fast fashion also have a look at following some sustainable brands also when you find ones that you like just create a little you know the way instagram has has that like saved feature now where you can save photos into albums So I have, anytime I find a new like sustainable fashion brand that I like, I'll just like save one of their photos into my Slow Fashion album and then anytime I really want to buy something new or you know you get that urge then it's a lot easier because obviously when you get that temptation, it's so easy to just go for what you know and do what's easy and obviously it's easy to just go on Pretty Little Thing website and just go on to crop tops or something do you know what I mean so if you make it as easy to find the sustainable brands by creating the wee album and then you can just literally find them at the click of a button then it's going to make it way easier for yourself to make better choices i did i put a little poll up back in like november asking people what their favorite sustainable brands were and then i posted them all and saved them on a little highlight so if you're stuck for ideas or you don't really know like where to start or where to look have a look at my highlight and go through the brands i tagged on that because some of them are amazing Another one that I've already mentioned, but um, download Good On You and you can get a better insight into what brands are actually doing, what steps they're taking. And also this is quite a good... It's, if you're not really fully ready to commit to, to completely stopping from purchasing fast fashion, then at least use Good On You to kind of pick the better of the bad bunch, if that makes sense. So pick the three stars instead of the, the one star brand another big thing i would say is to stop try well i know this can be hard but try to stop following fad trends and start dressing just how you like and what feels good on you and your body and what makes you feel confident i think when you step away from like constantly following trends that just die out with literally within a few weeks and you just start to dress with what makes you feel good you're gonna end up buying things that you're just gonna wear like for way longer than you'll wear some top that will literally go out of fashion in a month. And then finally, I would just say to start researching and educating yourself. There's so many great resources out there. Uh, you can even just like watch documentaries or read articles, follow people on Instagram that talk about it on their stories. And yeah, cause as I said before, until you've associated it with enough pain and the pain outweighs the pleasure, then you'll never be able to 100% give something up. So yeah, that's all the tips I have for you. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and it's been slightly educational at least. Yeah, no one's perfect. Please don't uh, stress yourself out about this or think that I am attacking you for purchasing fast fashion. I am not by any means. I know I've said that multiple times throughout this podcast. But yeah, I just thought it would be good to kind of share my journey with it because obviously not everyone has the advantage of being able to study this at university and so not everyone has has access or not even access because obviously everyone has access to resources but has the time dedicated to learn about these things so I just thought it'd be good to kind of like open up the conversation and yeah raise awareness so, I hope you have enjoyed this week's podcast, and thank you so much, everyone, for your continued support. I'll speak to you next time. Bye. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne.